Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. All right. Um, okay, so today we're kind of building on last week's topic, right, Zo? Yeah, so if you guys didn't take a listen to last week's episode, it will definitely bridge into this one and grant you a lot of insights, awareness, and hopefully some aha moments that can really change things for you. Yeah, last week we talked about basically like the stories that we write or the rules that we write around our own healing and what it means about manifestation. And we wanted to take that a level deeper. And like we generally come up with the topics of our episodes just by what we're, you know, working through and having breakthroughs around. And there's always a lot of synchronicity between Zoe and I. Yes. I love it. We're always like coming to these discoveries in parallel with each other. And then we bounce off how we each are seeing it. And uh, I'd, I'd say it helps the transformation happen faster. So I hope that's what I'm setting the attention. That's what happens for all of you listening today. Oh my God, totally. And yeah, like people say all the time, like, oh my gosh, this episode was exactly what I needed. Like, it's not coincidence, you guys. (laughs) No. And that's what I love about the Low and Zo show is because we just approach it week by week. And any time that we've gone to try to record like three episodes in a day, like we used to, it divine intervention occurs. Most, I know. Mostly, I, I would say that I trigger that divine intervention. <laughs> like, well, let's just go have fun. <laughs> we record one episode. Like, every single time, we're like, we're going to record two episodes. And then we record the first one. And we're like, or we could go to Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, we could, or we could go get yeah. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because it's just – it's meant to be a week-by-week thing where we get to just share with you guys what we're having breakthroughs around. And I feel like this week is a big one. Yes. And, you know, we're all a part of the collective consciousness. And so, right. you know, no wonder we feel called to speak to you about this right now is probably because there's some connections waiting for you. Yeah. So we're going to dive into feeling whole, worthy, and complete, which those are terms that get thrown around a lot in the world of self-development. And there's a lot of sort of like just not helpful teachings around them, I feel. Yeah, it's just this like concept that we all know that we're working towards feeling more worthy, more whole, more complete within ourselves. And it's just tossed around without really some tangible Mm -hmm. tools or tactics or things to really look at for yourself to achieve um, more of that you know, completeness within yourself. We spoke before about the Swiss cheese. Like we're going to be filling some holes today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, you see quotes that are like, charge your worth and add tax. And like, that's all good for an Instagram post, but what the heck does that mean? And what if you don't feel worthy? How do you build that? How do you, and I know like Zoe and I have been doing our own inner work for quite a long time now. Um, And this is only really just starting to click for me, I feel. So Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The The Lo and Zoe Zoe Show. We're thought leaders and entrepreneurs who know that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we do manifestation differently. We'll be empowering you to create your wealthiest life through sharing the principles of quantum creation and the infinite power of strategic identity shifting. If you've struggled in the past to manifest the love, the money, the success, and the truly opulent life you most desire, it's simply because you've been missing a vital piece of the conscious creation puzzle, and we're here to change that. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll equip you with everything you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. 
All right, guys. So we're so excited to dive into how to feel more whole, worthy, and complete right now. This is a journey that we're all on continuously on planet Earth is to feel more and more worthy of that of which we desire so that you know, we can consciously create much faster and live a much more fulfilled life. And when it comes to feeling whole, worthy, and complete, what we're going to dive into today is really looking at the ways in which we and and you listening out there might be looking towards the 3D reality to confirm things for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Really looking at what it is that you're making things mean outside of yourself and how if you can turn, you know, if you can turn the lenses around and begin to look inside in these different ways, and we're going to be sharing our personal stories, you can begin to identify the places in which you can go to work to feel more worthy, more whole, and more complete. <laughs> and what that even really means. Yeah. Um, I think we could we could kind of lay a foundation here and talk first about like the human condition is I want these things in my life, right? I want the loving relationship and I want the car and I want the money and I want um, – I mean, a lot of the time we want those things – for how we feel others will treat us when we have them or regard us. Uh, a lot of the time, the desires we have are ego-based, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Personally, I think that all desire is divine, and we expand into our desires, and there's growth in all of it. But we look for externally the things that we feel are missing internally, right? And this is kind of like the fundamental flaw of the world that we live in in regards to how we how we think what we what we think needs to change so that we get to feel differently or more lovable, more complete, more worthy. Um, and it's always external things, right? I want someone to love me. I want people to acknowledge what I'm worth. I want a higher paying job. I want a nicer apartment, whatever. Again, there's anything wrong with that, but especially when it comes to what we're wanting from other people, it's it's always this thing that we we seek out externally and when we don't get it like Zoe says we make it mean things about ourselves and when we do get it we also make it mean things about ourselves right that person says that they love me that must mean that I'm lovable that person ghosted me that must mean that I'm unlovable right yeah and this is something that everyone does with every single thing that they do or thing that they say there's always an intention behind it whether you're aware of it or not so we're really encouraging you to, you know, dive into your subconscious with us because some of the things that we're going to be sharing today is we didn't even realize how much or what we were making things mean. And Lo and I have both done this thing called the Landmark Forum. And basically, I mean, one of the main takeaways is that life is empty and meaningless and you give it as a human being with, a, with consciousness and thoughts. You create meaning around every single thing that happens. And so in each yeah. moment, you have a choice. In each After each event that occurs in your life, you have a choice of what you're going to make that mean. And every conversation you have, you're, we are continuously doing this in our lives. And you know, those of us, and we spoke last week about healing, those of us out there who are doing deeper work, healing our inner child and taking a look at the things that happened to us when we were younger and what we made those things mean, that's great because we're visiting the past and we're recognizing moments and spaces and time in which we made an event, right? That was, you know, an event. We can judge it as good, bad, uh, fortunate, unfortunate, but what did we make it mean at that time? 
And when we go to heal our inner child and we go to heal our past in these different ways, we're looking at the meaning that we created and we're acknowledging ourselves. We're really understanding why it was that we perhaps created that meaning and we can heal it and create a new meaning. Exactly. And we're going to give some examples of this because we know it's, you know, fairly conceptual, but essentially what we want to look at is, you know, when was the last time you felt uh, not enough or you felt insecurity or you felt anxious about something and you were looking for, so for me, it's always within business and with my clients, it's within their businesses because they're putting themselves out there, right? And what comes up is a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, oh my gosh, what if people don't care? They're not interested or they don't want to work with me or whatever. And they're making it all mean things about themselves. And I, no exception to this, I know Zoe can relate as well. And this is like where self-sabotage comes in, right? If you're putting yourself out there in a way and you're not being met the way that you desire to in terms of external validation, you're making it mean, or you're making it confirm actually the things that you're scared are true about you. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. And on the flip side of that, is that when we are getting that external validation that we desire or whatever it is, people are showing up for us in the way that we desire them to, we're also giving it significance because we're making it mean that we are desired or that we are enough or whatever. And that's equally as problematic as, you know, the more negative associations or, or meanings that we give to certain things happening because all of it is saying, I need things outside of me and the people in my life to show up in a certain way so that I get to feel good about myself, right? It's still giving the condition power over you. Whereas if you're really whole and complete, and I think we can dive next into what that means and looks like, then none of it means anything about you. That's just the way that your external reality is, right? You could be making millions of dollars in your business and not have it mean anything about you in terms of how worthy you are. You could be making zero money in your business and not have that mean anything about how worthy you are, right? This is so anywhere where you're, where you are looking for the external circumstances, bad or good, which even that is a story, but bad or good, and making it mean certain things about you, that is something that you want to start anchoring in internally instead of seeking out externally. Yes. And uh, I'll give a personal example of something that I've really been working through. And this is just in regards to social media and having a career that is content creation. Because for the longest time, I felt turmoil in which in the comments section of my YouTube channel, it was just something that was constantly triggering me. And, um, and even on Instagram as well, I recognized these ways in which I was looking to the opinions or the numbers or the views or anything um, to do with these strangers out there to what that means about me. And, you know, with my YouTube channel, I was always going through the comments and noticing that I was getting triggered. And even though there might have been 90, 95% positive comments what would stick out to me and the one that I would choose to make mean all sorts of different things was the negative or hurtful comment. And in understanding that, I, I recognize that that same stuff is happening to me on Instagram, right? I would see who is it that's watching my stories? Who is mm -hmm. it that likes my post? And even like in the past when I've like 
seen guys or like had crushes on guys, it was always like, oh, is he watching my story? Oh, is he going to like my picture? Yeah, he liked my picture. I get a little dopamine hit. And it's like, no, he didn't. And then I would be like, why? Then I would make it mean all sorts of different (laughs) things. I I wasn't pretty enough in that picture or, uh, you know, I didn't like edit it cool enough or something, right? Like all sorts of different subconscious meanings. And it's been a journey and I feel like I've, I've come strides in that place, but it's not easy when you're in it. When you're in it and you are getting, um, you know, triggered, the brain is constantly looking for that feedback and you're noticing that it focuses on the negative and that causes you a bit of like anxiety and that inner turmoil. And then also, you know, you're looking at it because you know that if you get some something positive, like your crush likes your photo, you're going to feel all good about yourself. Then you're going to give yourself the validation. Right. Exactly. Look, he confirmed for me that I am desirable because I have a deep fear that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't, it means that I'm not desirable and now screw him. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. And like I can tell you, like I've been in this whole like YouTube trying to understand things for the past like I would say three years. Like I'd re- I recognized that this was an area of my life that was starting to like not feel good and I was trying to save it, trying to bring it back to where it was before. But when you're creating a platform online, it gets to this point where <laughs> you really realize that it's completely out of your control. You can't control the opinions of others and, you know, the, the brain will try to do that. Like I'm like, well, how can I receive more positive feedback and no negative feedback because I love how it feels when I get the positive feedback. But to transcend that and what, you know, we've come to understand and what we're going to speak to more of is that you have to remain neutral. If you're going to decide that the negative comments or the negativity in your life uh, doesn't mean anything, then you're also going to have to give up those dopamine hits. That's the positive doesn't mean anything either. Well, and the thing, yes, exactly. And you were talking about reacting. We react or we're triggered to things that have truth for us inwardly, right? If someone, (laughs) given the example before, because I used to be on YouTube and if someone commented on my body, that would trigger me, right? Because I have, I've had insecurities about my body. I had multiple comments about my forehead. (laughs) I just use this as an example. Mm -hmm. And I never had a story that I had a big forehead. And if I did, it just didn't bother me. And so those comments I would kind of laugh at and be like, okay, cool, whatever. Like I'm obviously just really smart, right? Like there was just nothing for it to latch onto. But the second someone talked about my body or my weight, I would spiral downwards. And so we think, and Zoe and I did an episode about dating. I can't remember what we called it. Um, But it it was something about like dating myths. It's a really good episode where we have these things within us, these holes essentially. And um, it's areas where we're not giving ourselves like the love and and acknowledgement and, you know, validation that we desire. And it's usually it's it's like a trauma, some sort of trauma that we had or some story that something that happened when we were younger and we made it mean that we were undesired let's just say, right? Or that we were not pretty enough. If it's about our looks, I think a lot of women can probably really acknowledge that. Um, and then what happens is we we categorize things like we the things that get that we get triggered with 
externally are triggering to us because we never gave ourselves. We were always still looking for someone else to heal it outside of us or for certain circumstances to fall into place so that we got to feel a certain way about that insecurity. And within dating, it shows up as like, you know, if we have an insecurity or a fear that like we're not good enough and we think that person's going to cheat on us, even if they're not doing anything (laughs) untrustworthy, we still hold them to this standard that's like impossible for anyone um, to, you know, meet us at, if that makes sense, or rise up to, and then we blame it on them, right? I have a fear that you're being untrustworthy or that you're going to be, and I'm going to view everything through that fear, and then I'm going to make you wrong at any point in time when you start to confirm it for me. Yes, and then that's where villainization comes in. Right, right? exactly. And we, we've we spoke about that too, of everything, you know, we we make it mean so many different things. And we make it mean things about other people. And really, if we just took a little look-see inside, we could uncover some some gems. Yeah. Like, why is that triggering you? Yes. Right? Um, and so, like, my experience with this, and especially just in the last few days, I've had a lot of breakthroughs around – like, I launch a lot in my business, right? That's kind of like the thing that I really like to do. I teach it a lot to other people. I just love – as much as there's like anxiety that comes up and ego backlash and all the things, I just love the process of like creating an offer and putting it out there. Like there's just, it's been so expansive for me and it's the thing I really want to master and help other people with. Um, Anyways, but within a launch, I always have some form of anxiety come up. And just in the one that I'm in right now, I finally got to this point where I was like, I'm not making this mean anything about myself as a business owner because I really believe in my value and I don't think that that's shakable. Like if nobody signed up to work with me in the thing that I'm launching right now, it wouldn't mean that I wasn't fantastic at what I do. Like that's just solid for me. So why am I still being triggered? And what I realized was that I still have more within like my personal life, but it's been bleeding over into my my business forever. Um, they really are not separate. <laughs> um, within my personal life or a personal belief that I have or a fear that I have is this feeling of being undesired or unwanted. And I've spoken about that on past episodes. And so inside of a launch, the opportunities, <laughs> there are, there are hundreds of them, to make things mean that I'm not being wanted or that I'm not wanted or that people don't care or I'm undesired. And on the flip side, the opportunities to be like, oh my gosh, yes, somebody signed up. I'm wanted, right? I'm valued. I'm seen as being desirable. It's like this emotional roller coaster because it's all either it's confirming the thing that I'm terrified of or confirming the thing that I like desperately need because I'm not giving it to myself. And so like what I've seen just in the last few days, and I was, I was onto this, but I really nailed it down, which by the way, was through like really diving into the anxiety that came up instead of, and then we talked about this last week, like being with the emotions (laughs) instead of like pushing them down. Um, but I realized that I was always looking for this external validation. Um, I was making the presence and the lack of it mean all kinds of things about me kind of subconsciously that was causing all this anxiety and attachment, not the actual numbers in the business, but what it meant about me. And what I realized was like, this is where, this is my opportunity to become whole and complete. And I think that's what we should talk about next in terms of what that actually means. Whole and complete is not, I think we have this idea that we need to be like perfectly enlightened, (laughs) perfectly enlightened. And, you know, we've manifested the dream life and we are debt free and just all of these, all of these things. What, for me, what it means and what I'm really starting to understand is that I am whole and complete within myself in that 
everything that I desire in terms of validation or love or acceptance, it has to come from within. And this is like the Swiss cheese that Zoe was talking about. Do you want to explain that? Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, the Swiss cheese analogy is like we're all walking around like Swiss cheeses, right? That cheese with the hole in the middle, <laughs> hole, multiple vegans, holes in the way. middle, right? And we're all act- we're all actively searching for things outside of ourselves to fill that void. And imagine, right? Like, you're looking to compliments from other people. Maybe that's your significant other. Maybe that's your boss. Maybe that's um, people on social media. You're just looking constantly seeking validation um, to basically toss right through that that Swiss cheese hole because it's not going to do anything. Nobody outside – like Low telling me like, oh, Zoe, like you are such a successful entrepreneur – that is not going to make me feel like such a successful entrepreneur. It doesn't matter who in the world says that. It doesn't matter if it's Gary Vee. It doesn't matter if it's Richard Branson. Like it has to be me who believes that to be true about myself because all those compliments, all that validation just gets tossed right through that hole. And we're still going to be on this journey of seeking it out. And that's why, you know, it's key to think about what Lo said. It's like these any place in your life that feels like a roller coaster of emotions is a great place to look, right? So Lo's talking about her business. For me, I very much recognize that as YouTube, my relationship with YouTube and social media, very much a roller coaster. Right. Because, and so, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, because it's the it's this anxious attachment that gets built to the external validation, these platforms. You subconsciously put them on a pedestal as the things that are going to provide you with that of which you think that you need to fill these holes when really it's not. And that in itself is an illusion because right. it's it comes to the inner work, which is the most difficult work. But to be honest, it doesn't take very long. Once you uncover these layers, you can actively – try on different tools and, you know, you can do coaching, all sorts of different things. But when you know what it is that you're looking for outside of yourself, that's when you can begin to give it to yourself. Yeah. And it's like the way I kind of view the Swiss cheese thing is validation from somebody else is like a Band-Aid or like a piece of tape you're putting over the hole, but not actually filling it. Yeah. Right. And you fill it through, like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of journaling like to myself, right? Um, And like really filling in, what am I seeking from other people? How do I give that to myself? How do I assure myself that I'm safe, that I'm secure, that I'm taken care of, that I'm loved? Um, Which by the way, is also the key to getting it externally as well, because you just reflect or you just, you just create in your life what you, you know, are internally, like everything is a reflection of your relationship with you. (laughs) That's kind of the funny part. Um, and so the Swiss cheese thing, like, you know, Gary Vee, Zoe telling you that you're a great entrepreneur, that would be like a temporary dopamine hit, but you'd be looking for more of it right after, as you said. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Instead of if you were like so complete and whole within yourself, within that area where you're like, I'm an amazing YouTuber. I don't care. what Like you didn't care what anybody thought or what any of the comments said because you were feeding into that for yourself. Somebody giving you feedback would still be wonderful, but it would just be like, yeah, thank you. I know. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting because just as you say that like YouTube example, I remember the beginning of my YouTube journey. I gave zero fucks. 
Like <laughs> I was literally on YouTube to make friends. And like that was basically the validation that I was like looking for. And then I made friends. And then, you know, YouTube was like skyrocketing. And then it got to this point where it all, you know, I a couple videos went viral. And with that, you just naturally attract an audience that isn't your own that comes from all these random corners of the internet. And then it was with that noise that I felt started to come in that I felt very uncomfortable with. And that's when I started to push it away. That's when I started to get frustrated. That's when it started to, well, I guess you could say the roller coaster ride began. And it's been one ever since. Until now, I really feel like some breakthroughs are happening. Well, and I think it's like it's a really an opportunity to look at what's triggering us or to look at where our, our anxiety is or where we are seeking, you know, some kind of feedback, favorable feedback or where we are being where we're getting angry in the lack of favorable feedback from external circumstances, right? And I mean, relationships are just such a good example because we just expect that people should have to show up for us in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um even if we don't expect them to. And then when we don't, we make them wrong for it. And it's like, well, what is it that you wanted from that person that you're not giving yourself and that you think it's somehow their job? Like you're not even giving it to yourself. Why do you expect that they're supposed to? Exactly. Yeah. Um, The universe is your mirror. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same within business. It's the same within anything, within your your money. I had someone ask recently. um, I've had this question a few times, but, you know, I have a Facebook group or an audience or an email list and, like, I I just feel like people aren't engaged and they don't care and, like, I just feel weird about even going in there. How do I get them to be more engaged? And I'm like, well, you're going into that group with all of that like feeling about it, like nobody's listening to me, nobody cares, it's not engaged. Why is it their job to feel so excited about the group when you don't? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it has to be you first and everything gets to be a reflection of you around that. And so like I literally said to my coach the other day, I was like, I just feel like sometimes I'm talking to no one. And it's like logically I have evidence for the for the lack of that – or sorry, for the opposite of that. Um, So I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm like sometimes I just feel like I'm talking to no one. And she said, well, like what if that were – what if like just putting it out there was enough because you were so excited about it and you didn't care if – like you were, you know, so – excited about your content. You didn't need that from anybody else. Like that's where you need to get because at that point it's going to be reflected back to you. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just really like the secret to everything. And I think that that's the key to being whole and complete. And I think that it's a, it's not like, oh, I got to the point where I'm whole and complete forevermore. (laughs) It's like, no, how did I feed myself today? How did I, how did I, um, pour into me such that I no longer needed it from anybody else. No, it was no one else's job to pour into me. It was my job. And I did that today or, you know, over the course of the week or whatever, and I'm feeling good as a result. And then next week, do it again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I I like to, I kind of put this term on it that helps me understand it better. It's more of like integrating the truth of who you are. So, you know, this is layers. It's a continuous journey. We're always going to be uncovering more and more. And in no way is, you know, this episode, let's say, going to make you enlightened and we're not sitting here enlightened. It's more of like um, integrating these truths along the way. And what I mean by that is like, let's say um, for the example of the YouTube comments, it's like, yeah, like a lot of that negativity would affect me. But the, the ones that actually triggered me were those places in which I was like insecure. If somebody says, Zoe, you're fat. That just wouldn't stick because I've made peace with my body. 
in the past, I can remember like uh, less than two years ago, uh, I received a few comments around the mole on my face and people were like, get that removed or like, that's so ugly. What's on your face? And, you know, that brought me to tears because it was something that I had not looked at. I had not integrated that. And, you know, when I was younger, I got bullied for it and things like that. And that just wasn't looked at. But then I went to work in that place and I integrated the truth that, no, this is just a part of me. It makes me unique. It, it, I'm beautiful and integrated that. And, you know, I had the same thing with my eyes. Like people would say like, oh, your eyes are crazy. Um, your eyes are scary. And that would really, really upset me. And then I went to work on integrating the truth that my eyes are beautiful. And it's always about this journey of integrating more and more of the truth of who you are. You are already whole, worthy, and complete, but it's letting go of the meaning that was created in the past or, or the ways in which you have not fully seen that you are, you are beautiful, that you are unique, that you are special, that you are valued, that you are worthy, all these different things. And it's just this journey of integrating more and more of the truth of who you are, right? And by integrating the truth, you're filling those Swiss cheese holes with um, vegan cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know we have a Swiss cheese analogy coming from two vegans. But um, I think too, when people are talking about you know, quote unquote, being complete. I sometimes ask my clients or I ask myself, like, what do you need to do to get complete with that? And when I say that, what I mean is what do you need to do to accept that and perhaps even really make peace with it and be happy about it? So for Zoe, if it's like, you know, a certain facial feature, you were not complete about it for yourself, right? You had thoughts of uncertainty and insecurity and whatever. So it was incomplete, which is why things were triggering you around it. Um, but you've since, when you talk about integrating, like you've become complete yes. about it. Right. And would you, could you tell us like, cause I'm sure there's lots of people who are resonating with that, especially in regards to like our physical looks and things like that. What was that work like for you? So I would say, you know, just as you mentioned, like, because I, like these things would trigger me because I wasn't whole and complete about them. I didn't even know that I wasn't sometimes. And that's where, you know, the YouTube comment section has been a gift because it's like, oh, I see which things like throwing spaghetti at the wall, which things stick to me and which things don't. The things that stick and trigger me are the ones that I need to look at. So I think it's just when you get triggered, like ask yourself, okay, where is this coming from? What did someone say or what did someone do or what happened that um, isn't sitting right with me? Like what am I making that mean about me? And so each time that I got triggered, right, like it might take me a while. And I know in the past I would sit with these things for sometimes a few days, right, depending on what it was because I was just like searching for the answer. But journaling really helps to – you know, follow the feeling all the way down and identify what it is. And I can tell you like crying it out, <laughs> um, yeah. trying to remember, you know, where this came from. Like, let's say if it was my eyes or the mole on my face, like these were two things in which I was bullied about when I was younger, right? When I was, you know, with your very formative years when you're, you know, first making friends for the first time. And then this is something that people point out about you that they think is weird or ugly or scary. And when you're a child, like that's your entire world. So the second that you can validate, like, of course, like that really affected me when I was younger. Of course, I was just a small child on the playground or on the trampoline, like trying to make friends. And that would have like really rocked my world in a, you know, a sad or disruptive way. And so acknowledging yourself and 
you know, it's only recent that I would say that I've uh, dove into what's called like inner child work. But at the same time, I can recognize in the past any time when I've drawn out connections uh, as to where where a pain or hurt might be coming from, where a trigger comes from, like that in itself is just inner child work because you're acknowledging for a moment and, you know, it's it's crying. And like, I'll be honest, it's it's that ugly crying. It's yeah. just like – Ugh, it's like oh my gosh like everything's coming to the surface right now I'm seeing everything for what it is and like why have I been so mean to myself and I didn't even know and you know it's very um it's it it can feel very ugly and icky yeah for me it's like it's like journaling where when you say follow it all the way down that's me like exhausting whatever that is that's triggering me so like I literally did this on Saturday <laughs> like I'm writing things down that if someone read, they would think that I would, was crazy. Um, you know, like, why are you feeling like such a loser and la, 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 la. And like, I know <laughs> it's not that I think I'm a loser by any means. It's that I'm, if I'm, if there's a part of me that has thoughts that, that are, you know, you're not good enough and you're not doing this and you should be doing that and blah, 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 blah. I need to go there. I need to let that part of me be heard, follow it all the way down to the point where there's nothing else to be said. And mm-hmm. then start integrating with that part of you, giving her, you know, the love, the acknowledgement that she desires. Um, and that's what's been so transformative for me because that's like getting to the root of something rather than just trying to switch it, right? And that's, I mean, I think a lot of what I did for a long time that I was taught in the manifestation community um, that didn't work was like, oh, I'm having these thoughts. I'm being triggered. I'm thinking I'm not good enough. I need to change that right? I need to switch it. And so we're just like never getting to the root of anything. We're just like mowing the lawn, (laughs) but it comes back up rather than like actually pulling it out at the root and getting really down into it and transforming it from that space, um, which is really more of a process of allowing rather than doing anything. Yeah. And you know, history will continue to repeat itself if you don't do this work. And you know, it, it feels uncomfortable, right? When you're going at these different areas of your life and you're hoping to create change, but if you're not willing to look at yourself, right? If you're also kind of in any place of blame or this isn't working because of that or this, like just take a moment to look within and it can just be like a letter to yourself, a big cry to yourself, and you can really change things for you. Because else you'll just keep creating from that space, whether you're aware of it or not, right? Because the subconscious runs the life until we make it conscious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's it's really interesting to look at where you're being triggered and also where external circumstances are making you like high on life almost like it's like a dopamine hit right like oh my god he liked my photo like that's something that's not whole and complete within you if you yeah if you it's not that you can't be happy about these things but you if it's like having you change the way that you view yourself based on how someone else is showing up for you or not showing up for you that's something that clearly is not a strong foundation within you and Zoe and I are talking about ourselves very much within all of this obviously mm-hmm. um and an opportunity to look like if that person's saying that to me or signing up for my offer or you know giving me this feedback made me feel really really good enough and really confident for a short period of time why is it that I needed that 
externally? Um, and how can I start giving that to myself so that this just, when I get it from other people, it just gets to be icing on the cake. And it's like a kind of a neutral experience no matter what. Yeah. And it's, it's that power of neutrality and remaining neutral about it. And one thing that I've really like really become present to is that, okay, there's power neutrality and it doesn't mean that I don't care, right? It doesn't mean that I don't yeah. care because, you know, for example, this past weekend, two, two amazing listeners and subscribers on my YouTube channel came to um, pick up a few of the things that I'm selling and they were so sweet and so kind and just said like, thank you so much for creating the content that you do. And like, I listened to the Low and Zoe show and I listen to Modern Psychedelics and I'm going to Rhythmia because of you. And I just appreciate it so much. Like my heart was like my heart chakra. Like I could feel it. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so special. And I was in appreciation over it versus some type of dopamine hit. And I think yes. that's that's a difference to really recognize here. It's not like I don't care and I don't appreciate the people and the ways in which I receive feedback from the external reality, but it's more of like I know that about myself. Mm -hmm. I know that I sat down in front of a camera and bawled my eyes out and talked about doing plant medicine in the jungle with a bunch of strangers and like <laughs> talked about all the issues that I have with my mom. Like I know that's got to be cathartic for people. So I appreciate receiving that reflection from the universe back to me. It's not, yes. uh, you know, it's no longer a, a dopamine hit. Um, it's, it's appreciation. It's not something you need. Yes. It's something that I can feel gratitude towards. Exactly. I think that's such an important distinction. Um, yeah. So yeah, deep topic. I hope it resonated with people because I do feel like this is more – not so much esoteric, but a little more conceptual, but also has very like physical manifestations in the wake of doing this work. Yes, because this is the deeper stuff, right? It's yeah. like all you have to do is get to the root and like everything can shift in your life in all different areas at once because this is the deep stuff. And one thing that I, I feel compelled to just mention this episode too is that I, I know a lot of people in my life and it's something that some of my coaching clients go through too is they're afraid to really put themselves out there because they are afraid of negative feedback. Mm -hmm. They fear negative feedback so they keep themselves small, right? Where I want to challenge any of you listening who are, you know, holding back from let's say launching a program or holding back from starting a YouTube channel, holding back from anything in your life. Just have the frame now that the negative feedback or comments or whatever that is, that is your opportunity to really go to work on, on this place within yourself, right? The worthiness, right? Because as much like suffering as my YouTube comment se section provided me, if I would have known what I know now, like if I would have known that, oh, okay, anytime something triggers me, that's an opportunity for me to fill up this hole of the Swiss cheese. If I would have known that, then I would have saved myself a lot of suffering. Right. Because I would have had a different, yeah. a, a growth mindset around it versus like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not good enough? Why isn't this working? And creating a lot of blame on myself, on the world, on the YouTube algorithm and everything like that versus if I was like, okay, great. Anytime I get triggered, this is an opportunity to work. That is um, a distinction that I like really 
I mean, I've known this and we teach this inside of QZ Squared in terms of the bridge of incidents, like anything that you need to be made aware of in the way of like blocks and limiting beliefs will all come to the surface. You'll be made aware of it. But this weekend, I really hit home on a whole new level that like being triggered or being in anxiety is an invitation. It's a very much a part of the bridge of incidents or the unfolding of your desires where like I had to... I had to go into the anxiety that was coming up. I had to go into the ways in which I was being triggered. And it's funny because I've been invited into it many, many times. And I've always just pushed it away because I was like, no, I can't think those thoughts to manifest. Uh, and this weekend, I really just saw, I'm like, it's this sudden understanding that that these the thoughts are not, they're not, they're actually this hugely in, important part of the unfolding of your desires. Um, the the anxiety is an invitation. It's like it actually means that what I want is coming and I'm being invited into uncovering this part of the process or this part of my sort of subconscious beliefs that have been holding me, you know, where I didn't desire to be anymore. Um, And it's just this very freeing reframe where I'm like, okay, so when the anxiety comes up or I'm being triggered, it's part of things unfolding for me, right? That's why I'm being called into that work. That's why I'm being asked to be made aware of it. And rather, before I used to resist the anxiety and the doubts and the fears because I was like, but that means that what I want isn't happening. And now I'm like, actually, it means I'm getting closer. Yeah. And I love that term, like the invitation. Yeah. Because it yeah. is like it can feel uncomfortable. You can you can try to shove these things aside, like oh, it's not that important, or oh, like maybe that's just me, and like I'll I'll deal with it or whatever. But if something is consistently costing you inner peace in any any capacity, like look at it. Because even if it's let's say in friendships, like that's holding you back in your business. Let's say it's in your business, like that's holding you back from your love life. Like everything is connected. Exactly. And like, just how good does that feel too, to be like, okay, cool. So I set the intention for something. It starts unfolding. And even when the unwanted thoughts come up, that's also part of it. Like, it's just this, I feel like so free being like, I don't have to resist these kinds of thoughts. They don't mean that I don't get to have what I want. They mean that I'm uncovering the things that have been keeping it from me. And once I'm made aware of them, they're not going to anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. You're you're free and it's it's next level fulfillment. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, wow, even the anxiety gets to be a good thing, gets to be a big part of the manifestation. Like, yay. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. I mean, I say that bring now, but like watch me get triggered. Like, oh, it doesn't feel good. Like all day Saturday I was like, Ugh. like I was <laughs> trying to to find anything I could to distract myself. Um, and I journaled like for one 20 minute session was like, why isn't this working? I don't feel better. <laughs> like, but as soon as you're in a, as soon as you're in a, like a need for it to shift, like I'll look at this just so that it goes away and I don't have to feel this way. Like that's not really what the work is. It's like, I got to this point where I was like, okay, this is going to be here for as long as it's meant to be here. And I can dive into it and see what it's showing me. And it's going to drift away just as soon as it's meant to. Um, but it's like making that peace with it rather than trying to force it to be something different. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, powerful stuff. I know. I am so happy we talked about this today because yeah. I just feel like more and more puzzle pieces are falling into place and it's all just yeah. like really connecting. And I, I know that big shifts are happening in our lives and like big results are coming in massive abundance because this is the deep work that, um, you know, brings in that next level life. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. <laughs> well, for me, like I had this breakthrough on Saturday and then yesterday was my biggest month – or no, sorry, my biggest day in business in terms of income. Amazing. Like that was how quickly yeah. things lined up for me as soon as I like, yeah, let go of what I was holding on to and, and followed, followed the invitation and looked at it. It's been really amazing actually. <laughs> so, yes. uh, all right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll – And we'll – chat soon <laughs> we should work out like how we end these episodes. yeah i know because i always like yeah we'll see you next time bye but bye. we're not actually seeing each other so <laughs> okay bye guys bye <laughs>Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning into the low and zo show if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate it and share on social media be sure to tag us if you're ready to transform yourself in order to transform your life and get personalized support and coaching from us while doing it click the link below to read all about the low and zo membership the abundant beings club until next time stay abundant